Will you still need me? Will you still feed me when I'm 64? Welcome to Senior Living Connecticut, a show that explores solutions for Connecticut's families and adults striving for the best in senior living. I'm Bill Corbett, manager at Evergreen Crossings Independent Senior Living and author of the book, The 2.0 Entrepreneur. And I'm Hollis Hartman, Director of Sales for Harbor Chase of Evergreen Walk in South Windsor, which is an assisted living and memory care community. Together, we're sitting down with industry area subject matter experts to find out what they've learned along the way. Now, you've been in this business quite a long time, Hollis. I have about 23 years. 23 years. I started when I was nine is that right? Absolutely. <laughs> yes. I was going to ask you about that. Yes, I'm so incredibly young. Uh, well, I've been in senior care for about four years. Before that, I was in youth care. My last uh, assignment before I came to senior care, uh, my wife and I worked together at the uh, South Florida Sheriff's Girls Ranch, where we cared for 40 girls who were sexually abused or neglected. We couldn't take much more of that. A couple of years of that in the heartbreak was, you know, they, they knock on our door at two o'clock in the morning, give us a little girl, two, three, four years old, who'd been abused and everything she owns is in a little Walmart plastic bag. The object is to get her to feel what does unconditional love look like. And then, uh, so then we transitioned to senior care and it wasn't that much different. In fact, one, attend, one day, uh, one of the women in our first community said, so we heard that you used to be youth care and care for little kids. And I said, yeah, she said, it must have been so hard for you to transition to our generation. I said, not at all. She goes, really? How could it not be difficult? And I said, because you guys don't throw a fit when it's time for bed. You know, 7 p.m. It's like, good night. So our communities, right, Hollis? 7 p.m., it's crickets. It is know? generally that way, absolutely. And it's uh, it's enjoyable. But it's great to know they go to their apartment and enjoy their, their evening. Well, anyway, uh, joining us on the show today is Sandra Cook. Thank you for being here, Sandra. Thank you. We asked you to stay over the break. Uh, she's the manager of care coordination and business development for Home Helpers of Farmington Valley in Central Connecticut, right? Yes. And so in a nutshell, what does your organization do? In a nutshell, what we do is provide care for individuals who want to remain in their home, where home ever may be, and need just a little extra assistance when it comes to help with daily living activities or instrumental daily living activities. So we can provide those hand-on care for them. And in a nutshell, Hollis, what does your organization do? Harbor Chase of Evergreen Walk is a assisted living and memory care where we offer 24-hour on-site registered nurse or licensed practical nurse care. We offer that care for assisted living, early memory loss, as well as advanced memory loss in a secure environment. And speaking of memory loss, Sandra, you are also a certified senior and advisor as well as a certified dementia practitioner. That is correct. And a community educator for the um, Connecticut chapter of the Alzheimer's Association. Awesome. Awesome. So that's good segue for uh, what we're going to talk about. And the scenario that we set up is, let's say that my dad uh, keeps asking to go home. The problem is he is home. 
other triggers uh, kind of cause concern for behavior associated primarily with dementia. Tell us a little bit about that situation. So the situation usually when an individual keeps asking to go home and they are already home, it's where their reality is. What is home? What's the home that they're talking about, right? They could be in the home that they lived in for 60 years, but their memory is more long-term versus short-term. So they could be talking about the home that they grew up in, could have been a favorite place that they visited. It generally is not currently the home that they're where, where they are. My wife and I have managed several communities up to this point. The frustrating part is oftentimes there's somebody that says, they're coming to pick me up. Mm-hmm. They're coming to pick me up. Uh, I'm going home. And they're not. And you don't know what to say. Don't even try to argue with them because they, they don't get it. Right. Right. We say you have to join the reality. So um, why are they picking you up? Where are you headed? You know, it's just asking general questions just so that you can um, kind of redirect them a little bit and actually get them to talk. And then something as, you know, simple as saying, hey, let's go get a drink, you know, of water or something before they come pick you up and leading them away from, you know, a door if that's, you know, where they're hovering there. Other triggers that happen is that they can get very repetitive and keep repeating the same thing. They also can show some confusion or suspicion that somebody's stealing from them, even aggression. Wanting to go home can lead to wandering. So it's kind of like we need to find out what the triggers are, what actually caused those situations. Is it the time of day? Is it because they're a little confused, you know, dehydrated? There's usually a reason behind all of this. Yes, it is part of the dementia and the worsening progression of the disease, but there's usually some trigger. And it's kind of like when you write a paragraph of any of us were journalists of, you know, who, what, when, where, and how is trying to determine that for the individual. Have you ever found that they get angry if you try to talk to them about it, try to get them to realize the living in the here and now, that they get mad? Sure, yes, absolutely. You know, because again, in their reality, it's not the here and now, right? I visited with a client the other day in a home setting. Um, He proceeded to tell me, What he did, and the interesting thing is, was he could remember the days, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, told me about his wife visiting on Monday, told me about his mother visiting on Tuesday, and he went on, and I just let him talk and, you know, answered the questions because in his mind, he must have had a dream, and it was, you know, his wife's memory brought him comfort. If I tried to say to him, your wife died 20 years ago, he'll deny it. Hollis, in your community, you have specific parts of your community that uh, work with residents like this, correct? Yes, we actually have a secure neighborhood. We can house up to about 50 residents. Really, 50? 50. We have two floors of memory care. Our first floor houses 24 and then 24 on the second. We have folks who are in many different stages of their dementia. And so, yes, we do have folks who do want to go home because that is... That's what they remember. That's That's, what they remember. So it is a secure neighborhood. We do have to chat with them and make sure that they're comfortable 
join them in the reality wherever it may be mm-hmm. and not tell them the truth that if they are they're wondering where their mother is and and at that point they may be 89 or 90 looking for their mother not to recite to them oh your mother died 20 years ago but to ask them about their mother what would they be doing right now what did they do with their mother that they really enjoyed whether it be baking cookies or doing homework or whatever it may be that's excellent that's not to argue with them i like your idea ask them questions to get them to reminisce and do you find that they let go of of you know i want my mother or i want to go home that they let go because they they're talking about it mm-hmm. no so we're changing the subject and now we're talking about something that's um, oh, you ease them out of that to something yes. else. Yep. Make sure oh, we that's great. we understand their fears, talk about them with them. So what did you enjoy doing with your mom? Oh, it was baking cookies. Well, what kind of cookies did you make? So now the subject has changed. They're Now they're thinking of happy times instead of a stressful time. Yeah, Emotions are one of the last things to leave um, an individual, even with... Me- Tell cognitive. us more about yeah. that. So even with cognitive memory issues, the emotions or, or how they feel is really like the last thing. They can, you know, up until the very end. So as Hollis is giving that example about making them feel good, complimenting them, asking the questions. Mm-hmm. And the whole point is, is um, you asked about aggressive behavior or any of these things is our hope is to, right to change their mind because it's that short-term memory that they lose. So yeah. they, they forget, you know, what they were angry about right. or upset or that, you know, they want you to go home. And so now we are able to calm them down. You think the routine of individuals, whether it be a woman or a man who worked outside of the house, right? Their internal clock doesn't change, you know? So at the end of the day, them wanting to go home could just mean that their work shift is over with or... Or, you know, right. it's time to go home and see the kids or um, going home in that past generation and having cocktails, right? That's why happy hour is so important <laughs> in the community settings, right? <laughs> Hollis, I love what you had mentioned, and I think that's the closing remarks to our show. And with your help, Sandra, I'm imagining kids with seniors struggling with dementia. How do we get through to them? How do we talk to them? It's not arguing. It's asking them asking questions to get them to expound on what they're feeling and thinking at the time. And I think that's a really good technique that we can offer to our listeners, correct? Well, I would. But the one thing that I would say about asking the questions is Hollis's um, form of questions were to get them to talk about other things. Trying to get them to remember. to another topic. Topic, right. Asking them what they had for lunch or what they did for the day may not be, they're not going to be able to remember that. So how can people get in touch with you, Sandra? Thanks for coming out today. Um, The best way to get us is to um, to go online and look for Home Helpers Home Care of Farmington Valley or reach out to us at 860-810-5212. You've been listening to Senior Living Connecticut, a show that explores solutions for Connecticut's family and adults to help them get the most out of life and to really enjoy the life they have now. Listen to us next week. We'll see you then. When I'm 